your call. Do you want to hit some texts? Do you want to hit Sonny Dykes? Or do you want to take our man Bama Tom's call? Your call. Let's, uh, I mean, I think we can do all three, but let's, let's hear from Bama Tom. See, I like the way you put that. We'll hit all three. We'll do them all, and we'll do it live. But Bama Tom is on the Riverwind Casino jackpot line. So, Tom, good morning. Welcome to the show. How are you? Happy Thanksgiving. So, I've been to, uh, I'm not bragging or anything, but in 91, while I was in law school at Loyola, New Orleans, I was able to drive up to the 1991 uh, Iron Bowl in Birmingham, and it was split, half Auburn, half Bama. And just walking into the stadium, the, the impressive tailgating, the pageantry, Bama won 13-6. But the most important part of that story is on the way up, I had to physically pull my 79 Honda Prelude with Oklahoma tags with the tag Bama-1 on the tag. I had to pull it off the road to let a rainstorm pass because it was so torrential. I physically couldn't see like three feet in front of me. And so I pulled off really? at this little rest area and I'm thinking, okay, this is where I die. But uh, uh, one way or the other. But um, uh, I've been to OU. I was blessed to go to OU Texas because my dad taught at OU Medical. And so he, he was in the lottery back then. And I, my first year at St. Gregory's, I drove down to OU Texas. And because I wasn't an OU or Texas fan at the bar, whoever was there, I played up to him using my uh, lawyer skills, which were undiscovered at the time, and got both sides to buy me drinks. But uh, – and I've been to a Super Bowl. I've been to see my Packers win. I've been to a World Series. And we just live in the best country with the best people. Speaking of family, my son, who's a senior at OSU in aerospace, he and his four roommates have been friends since grade school at Christ the King, high school at Bishop McGinnis, and now at OSU. And my oldest friend from those days, I've known since I'm 56 now, he's 14. So friends like that are just special. And you guys... Mm on the radio become our friends and i'm very grateful and appreciative even though you're a, a sooner show i'm very grateful and appreciate appreciative of all you do because you're informative you're lighthearted, you're you're uh hopeful uh you just do a good job for the fan base and for sports talk in oklahoma and i just wanted to give you some gratitude yeah wow dude Thanks, Bama Tom. Happy Thanksgiving, buddy. I hope you get to enjoy it with family and friends over the next couple of days. Roll, 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 tide, roll. I hope we uh, beat Auburn. I hope we beat Georgia. I hope we go to the playoffs and win it all. But if we don't, I am more than blessed in my lifetime with following Green Bay, Celtics, and Alabama uh, uh, sports teams. I am more than blessed, and I am very grateful. And I'm grateful for you guys. God bless you all. Roll tide. Thanks, buddy. Roll tide. How about that? Bama fan checking in. Uh, that's nice the one things. takeaway is, yeah, no, listen, I can't have people say nice things about me, okay? The therapy hasn't worked yet. I need to now go beat myself well, down and look at the text line for a yeah. while or my Twitter mentions. <laughs> I was so, just going to say, give it about 30 minutes, and <laughs> yeah. I think I can find one or two that might not be as big of a fan. Of yeah, there you go. Right. Okay. Now, now I'm back to normal. Here's a guy that's telling me I'm a moron. All right, I feel good now. now I, I hope the key is that you guys realize we don't take ourselves too seriously. But well, – I I sat up last night, and I was listening. Or I'm, my gosh, everything's running together. I got up this morning, and I started listening to Sunny Dyke's press conference. And I said this to Toby, and as we get set for OUTCU on Friday morning at 11 a.m., Josh, it's, it's kind of weird to think about where TCU was last year at this time and where they are now. And Sonny Dykes was, you know, he's always kind of measured with his words. I, I, I tend to 
kind of be a little bit more staccato and choppy in my delivery, and I've worked on it for 30 years and I still suck at it. But, you know, he's very much the same way. It's just wild to think about a man who was on top of the world, right? I mean, Josh, come on. TCU was on top of the world last year. TCU, to kind of give you an idea of how different 2023 is as opposed to 2022, and I know most of you don't need this reminder, but they lost in the conference championship game and still made the four-team playoff. Right. (laughs) And it was, there was no debate. None. It was, hey, they're going to go. It was a slam dunk. (laughs) There wasn't an argument or a fight about it. They were in. But this year has been much different. And so Sonny Dykes was asked about where, where his team improved against Baylor. Because I guess, I guess it didn't really register to me just how bad Baylor was and how bad Baylor is. But in talking about senior day and in talking about kind of overall just the mindset of this team getting better, uh, here's what Sonny Dykes had to say about the improvement that he's seen from his, I believe this is his squad. There's two kind of things that happen in the game. Number one, I thought we pass protected incredibly well. You know what I mean? I think we dropped back and threw the ball, you know, a number of times. Um, you know, Josh pretty much was clean. Um, and, you know, saw some different looks and some stuff that was different. Guys adapted and picked it up well. And I thought we did a good job of, of not letting any free hitters run to Josh. So I think that's that was the big thing. I thought our pass protection was really, really good. You go back and you look at the second half of the Texas game, I think you could say the same thing. The pass protection was really, really good. Um, and we ran the ball really good in the, the second half of the Texas game. I think this week didn't run it as well as we should have. Um, some of the things, again, schematically were some, some things that Baylor did. I mean, they played their tackles head up, uh, tried to prevent double teams, um, you know, which – Again, that's that's helps you in the run game. Probably hurts your ability to rush the passer, and so it's like anything else. You're kind kind of paying Peter to pay Paul, or excuse me, Robin Peter to pay Paul. But that's that's kind of what coaches do. You know, what I'm saying that's what we do sometimes when we when we um, have schemes. The the we all want to have a alignment that you can stick over the top of, of um, an offensive lineman that can dominate can can. Um, you know, hold up against the run in the past. There's just a lot of guys that can do that. So, you know, I, we've had kind of a lot of shuffling around on the offensive line this year in terms of who starts and where guys played. And and I don't think that any of us are satisfied with uh, where we are. Um, but, again, I do think that there has been, you know, some moments where we really played well, but there's been some inconsistent moments as well. And I think those are things we've got to improve on. And I think it, that's always comes down to fundamentals and we've got to, Continue to develop our guys fundamentally. We've got to continue to uh, build depth with that group from a recruiting and development standpoint. Uh, we've got to continue to play with an edge, you know, play physical, play tough, uh, you know, play to that standard of, of, you know, being a tough unit. I think at the end of the day, what makes an offensive line really good is that those guys are play together as, as five, which that takes time. Uh, but, but that they play with a physical, tough mentality week after week after week. And and that's what you want to achieve, and the great offensive lines do that. Yeah, they – again, I'm not trying to sell you on the greatness of TCU and their offensive line. 
This is a team that beat a bad Baylor squad 42-17 to and had lost five of their last six games. Their best win of the season, I mean, I don't, I don't, they don't have a, they beat SMU 34-17. That's the only win they have over a team with a winning record. They dominated BYU at home, 44-11. to So I'm not sitting here trying to sell you on the greatness of TCU. But they played a, they played a tight game against Texas Tech in which, you know, Hoover threw some really bad picks but had a chance to go take them to win the football game. Um, they rallied and made things tight against Texas late. They won by 20. They won by, what, four scores over Baylor? I mean, they just dominated them. So I'm – And their they're quarterback threw a little for 400 yards. So – Right, right, absolutely. So I'm not trying to sell you that this is some sort of incredible squad that's coming in. But in the, in the Oklahoma TCU series – there have just been some some games where you didn't necessarily expect them to be close, and the next thing you look up in the in the late stages of the game, it's like well, we're in this, we're in this right now. Um, the win last year was the first win that TCU had had over Oklahoma since the 2014 Katy Perry game, but in that stretch, just just historically, there's some one score memorable games 2019 that was now if i'm not mistaken because i always screw up my my jalen hurts stories i think that was the game where oklahoma was in complete control and jalen threw a pick six and the next thing you know you're holding on for dear life that's exactly right Um, they they were driving for a field goal that basically it could have gotten into the end zone obviously too but a field goal would have pretty much put the game on ice and instead, right. boom, pick six, and all of a sudden you're <laughs> scratching, clawing, fighting, trying to just win the game. In in the 2018 game, it ended up being a 52-27 matchup, or a 52-27 win for Oklahoma. But at halftime of that game, Oklahoma, who had scored 28 first-half points, and they were up 14-7 to at the end of the first quarter, uh, the, the bottom kind of fell out, and you went into halftime uh, with a 28-24 lead. Now they pulled away in the second half, but it was a, it was a nail-biter. I, do, do we have to go back to, to 2015? Baker Mayfield gets knocked out of the game. Steven Parker leaps to bat the pass down. 2013 was a 20-17 game. When we went to Fort Worth in 2012, that was the game in which Oklahoma clinched the Big 12 championship. Uh, it took Tony Jefferson batting a ball down in the corner of the end zone to save a Big 12 championship for the Sooners. So I, I always give that history, and then I'll caveat it and kind of add this. It doesn't really matter. But it's just it's one of those things when you look back at the history of what these two teams have done uh, against each other, Josh, it's, it's wild how they always seem to end up in tight games for it, the most part. Yeah, it's a lot of these have been – close, competitive, tight football games that, honestly, as you were alluding to or uh, maybe didn't directly point out, could have gone the other way uh, for, for TCU. Mm-hmm. I, I can't believe, by the way, that that Stephen Parker play has been eight years ago. That is uh, unbelievable oh, hey. that, that that was that long ago. My mind got blown 
whenever I saw that the Samaje Pirine 427-yard game was nine years ago. Nine. I remember the misery of that day like it was yesterday. <laughs> because it just rained the whole game. That was great. I mean, we had a fun post game. We interviewed all five of the offensive linemen, and Samaje was great. But uh, I made a poor... I made a poor shoe choice that day, Josh. That was going to be the day when I switched from headphones to air earbuds, and that didn't work so well because they kept sliding out of my ear because of the rain. But it's amazing to think just how quickly time flies. And that's not, again, that's not anything that necessarily was, oh, well, it wasn't that long ago whenever. No, no, it was, it was, it was eight years ago whenever Stephen Parker batted that pass down. I am yeah, optimistic. It was a wild, wild Saturday. I'm optimistic that – Similar to one of the items we were talking about last week with BYU, that totally different team, home versus road. I think that applies here for Oklahoma, but after last week, I'm also fully prepared, even with the West Virginia result not too long ago, that uh, we, we need to just mentally prepare for this thing to get weird versus TCU. I, I, am, I am mentally prepared for it to get weird. Um, everything about this game leads you to believe that it's just going to have a different feel to it. There is 11 a.m. kick. There is Friday. There is the injury to Dylan Gabriel. And if he's going to play, there is, you know, what's the student section going to look like? Oh, did I mention it's a Friday morning at 11 a.m. after Thanksgiving, whenever a lot of kids go home. It's just, there's a lot of weirdness. And then, Josh, let's add to it, there's there's also 55 to 24, right? There's also 55 to 24, and there was that incredible cheap shot that took Dylan Gabriel out of that game. I mean, Oklahoma, you guys got to remember, you know, that was that was really, really, that was a dark time, man. <laughs> you go back to that three-game stretch last year. And I know, I know, Sean, I know, Sean, you don't like to talk about it, and many of you, it's OU football, so remember where we were last year. It's not necessarily something that resonates with you. But 55-24 to 24 and 49-0 to 0 in back-to-back weeks after losing the way that they did to Kansas State, that was a tough three-game stretch. And let's remember, too, uh, yes, Dylan Gabriel got hurt, but Oklahoma was down, what, 27-10 to 10 whenever he went out? So it's not like it was necessarily all that close whenever he went out anyway. All right, let's get a quick break. Anything else you want to add to that, just talking about TC? Oh, I guess maybe hearing Sonny Dykes talk about Oklahoma might be, uh, might be something worth it before we grab a break. Uh, Dykes was asked about the defensive improvement for Oklahoma and what he has seen. I think he hits it on the head. Yeah, big thing is, again, I think understanding the scheme better. You know, I think that's the biggest thing, just being in the right place defensively uh, limits big plays, and I think their communication's better. Um, you know, like I said, there's just more certainty, I think, defensively than there was last year. And, you know, they were learning a new scheme, and that's part of part of what uh, what happens sometimes when you're when you're learning. And, you know, Oklahoma does a lot of things on defense. They do a nice job. I mean, they you're going to see a lot of different looks, a lot of different coverages, uh, a lot of different unique looks. And, um, you know, and it, 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 I'm sure it takes a while to learn the scheme. Hmm. And they're so much further along this year than they were last year. And that's one thing that we've heard from the Oklahoma coaches, too. This year. All right, quick break. We're at Oklahoma Chiropractic, Collect- uh, Oklahoma Chiropractic Collective on an OEC Fiber Football Wednesday. Uh, we got David coming up with us in about 10 minutes from now. Plus, uh, we'll hit your text 
right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. This is a surprise, David. I'm What's not going to lie. What's I, that? Casey had told me that you were just going to join us I, on the phone I, well, today. Well, I, I, I texted her as soon as I arrived because you don't don't text and drive, people. We need you at the game tomorrow or right. Friday. <laughs> uh, but I call. I told her. I said, called an audible. I uh, went out there and I said, hey, I'm going to come see Chris, man. I'm not leaving the last game of the season, but we do. We are going to do the hour thing again. Oh yeah, we do yeah. have that. Yeah, don't we do have that coming up. Absolutely, I will do that every time. I will outbid anybody to spend an hour with you. We'll do uh, all an hour of Rams talk. Yeah, so we'll do, no, no, we don't want to. We don't want. We don't want everybody to change the dial. <laughs> we don't want everybody to change. The it's dial. an OEC Fiber Football Wednesday, so that's been one adjustment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Playing on a Friday has been another adjustment. But uh, I'm, I'm I'm glad you're. How cool is this place, man? Talk about adjustments. Yeah. Oh, they, look at they, you. They're they're on the look at me. Look yeah. at you. They're off 36, right next to a. Uh, home mortgage, union home mortgage. Mm-hmm. So when you make that payment, you do need to get adjusted. <laughs> you come back over. You here. just come right over here, and you're like, man, I don't know what just happened to me, but my back got really, really. It's starting to really hurt. No, this place is really cool. We, uh, I've got a coworker, uh, Derek. His kid, son Wade. Um, he has two, Wade and Braden. They're typical kids that when you see them, you just you um, you you worry about body parts. They're those kind of kids, right? But he's going to be the junior captain of the game. Oh, nice! Which is pretty cool. And so Derek comes here, and uh, he's been talking about it. He he claims he's an elite athlete, but he's not. Right. But uh, I'd never been in here, and uh, this place is pretty cool. I mean, it's um, it's kind of like a to me, it it, it feels more like of like a wellness type place. Yeah. Not the creepy chiropractor. Right. Like I mean, it's weird enough when some grown man's like, "Hey, lay on your side," and he just puts his (laughs) knee on you, like, "Bam!" Right. And then it's like an eighteen wheeler rolling over bubble wrap. Right. Yeah, but this has got a little bit of everything. Yeah, I told, a little bit of everything. I told uh, Austin when I came in, I love the vibes, right? It's yeah. Got a good, it's yeah. got a good feng shui yeah, to I mean, it. So. And what what I think was really cool, what Austin was telling me and Ty, is that when you walk in, the table's right here. Mm-hmm. So you're not, you know, it's very open, very wide open, and the upside down um, Longhorn. Oh, I just noticed <laughs> that. That's that's very cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they did say they went to OU. And, right. then I, and then I tried to drop some knowledge about HSC. Should we worry about the crowd on Friday, especially maybe the student section? That's been one of our discussions today. I, I could I could see it. I could see it. I, I could see it. Um, yeah. Obviously, day after Thanksgiving, 11 o'clock, Black Friday. It's going to be cold-ish. You mm-hmm. know? I mean, it's going to be like it is right now. It's comfortable. A little windy, right? It's, it's comfortable. I checked Dr. You know, Clazel's update recently. You don't need any chapstick. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's going to be – I think the students, I think that's going to be the big challenge. Um, you know, I had a friend who was asking for some tickets, and and uh, I was like, you can get them pretty easy, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it'll be interesting. I mean, everybody keeps saying, you know, last time we'll do this, last time we'll do that in the Big 12 and everything else. I mean, it's TCU. I was trying to remember if, if TCU had joined whenever, like, LaDainian Tomlinson was. That was, like, 2001. I mean, but TCU didn't join the Big No, no, the, the like first year we played him was 12. 12, <laughs> yeah. So, so it's like, so there is some, you know, it's like, okay, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, but it's not like, I, I would say if it was a OU, OSU final game, you know. This should it, have been Bedlam. This should have been Bedlam. It's, it's just dumb it, that it's not. This I mean, whole season is a bunch of should have beens. Right. As far you as know, the scheduling, the concerned, scheduling, right? the, all all of it. I mean, all of it. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, we'll be there, you know, and uh, and uh, we'll be we'll be cheering on and looking at you on the sidelines one more time and and seeing what happens. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. Did, does that matter to people? Because I've been thinking about it a lot. Last game in the Big Twelve for football. Uh, to me, to me, it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because of the excitement of what's ahead of you. Y- yeah, yeah. And I mean, I remember whenever we were in the Big Eight. 
and it was like the last I, somebody text in the hot text line or whatever. Who's the text? Knippelmeyer Chevrolet. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet. Yes. Even though I'm a Ford guy, but Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Who was the last team we played in the Big Eight? Nebraska, maybe, probably, because it would have been most likely. So would have been ninety three. Yeah, two, yeah, three. Mm-hmm. So, so you, so you can't even remember that. And we're we sure as heck are not going to remember TCU. But, right. but I think, like you said, I think it's just like we about probably two or three games into the season, we were all just itching to get out of the Big Twelve. And and you know what though, but you know we all saw, or most of us saw, maybe what. Uh, you know, uh, Tom Brady said to Stephen A. yesterday about the, the you know the quality of football and mm-hmm. the NFL and all that other stuff type stuff. It's like, well, the officiating may be not what we think it should be, but but what are we walking into in the SEC? So I think we just need to be prepared for just go out there, do our job, and, you know, do their job. Excuse me, not my job. Um, do their job and uh, uh, do it well, and and we'll see what happens, and we'll forget that we played TCU the last game of this <laughs> season and. Big Twelve. It's Senior Day, so that'll be fun. You mm-hmm. know, we'll see the we'll see some of the seniors off who've who who've really persevered through a lot. They've dealt with a lot. Man. Well, and I'm I'm glad you brought that up because that's that's something I, I I brought up earlier in the show. Yeah, they persevered through COVID. They persevered through an unexpected coaching change. They persevered through a complete and total rebuild of the program, and. You know, I I don't know who all is going through senior day. Like, I don't know. Is Jalil Farouk going through senior day? You know, is Tyler Guyton going to get? Now, Bill Beanbow has always been, you're not going through senior day if you have, if you know, if you're just leaving early for the draft. Right. You know, you're not going through senior day. Right, right. But in this instance, it's just, it's kind of wild, isn't it, that there, there has been so much that these guys have gone through that typically, well, Global pandemic, no one could have expected. True, but at Oklahoma, you don't expect those types True. of things. Coaching change in a losing season. True, and and think about think about it from the fan perspective, right? I mean, you're as big a fan as I am, right? And think about, I mean, it's 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 not the equivalence of it being on the field and being a coach and everything else, but the fan, what we have gone through, mm-hmm. like you said, COVID. I mean, I remember the the COVID year whenever I got some tickets and you know I could. There was nobody sitting within five yards. I mean, I thought, this is the best thing ever, Josie. Right. We need to do this more often. You know, I can go to the bathroom and get up and, you know, all that stuff. So we lived through that. And then we, we – to me, there was a, a sense that we lost touch with the players. Sure. You know, it's like we, we – the transfer portal changed a lot of things. NIL changed a lot of things. COVID changed a lot of things. So many things got changed that that we always knew the names and we always knew what year they were. But I swear, I swear to you – Drake Stoops probably joined the team when he was not driving. He's, I think he's been <laughs> on like this been team here, yeah. forever, right? And you and you're like, how can that be? And we lost touch of the COVID years and or COVID year and what that did to eligibility and everything else. And so it's been, I think it's been a challenge for the fans to to kind of wrap your heads around it too. So maybe it's one of these. You never know who's season. a senior either, right? Well, like, yeah. You got another year of eligibility. I mean, Dylan yeah. Gabriel has another year of eligibility. Yeah. So what's he going to do, right? I mean, so I think I he's mean, turning pro, by the I, way. I think he is too. And I always had a lot of eligibility in, in college because I, <laughs> you I failed a lot of classes. 1995 was the final season in the Big Eight. Okay. I was right. Their final Big Eight game was against Nebraska. Nebraska. Now they got beat 37 zip at Memorial Stadium. But their final Big Eight home game was Bedlam, Oklahoma State. Was it really? Yep. 
Unfortunately, they lost that one, 12-zip. We wrapped up the Big 8 era by getting beat 49-0 to zero in our last well, three games in a three-game losing streak. Hey, but let's not talk about that. Hey, we're, we're going 10-2. and two. Right. From last year. Do you? Okay, that's another kind of conversation that has arisen on the show the last 48 hours. Some people now say, all right, I'm tired of hearing about where this team was last year. We're Oklahoma. We should have never been in that position in the first place. My counter has been... I don't look at what's going on at USC right now. Wow. I don't think we, I mean, and, and again, Oklahoma, if Lincoln Riley was here last year, I think they would have had a good season with Caleb Williams. True. But let's not lose sight of just the complete culture change. True. This is a whole new defense, a whole new type of player you're bringing in defensively. So I'm not someone that's like, well, I'd, let's not get too caught up in where they were last year because I think it is relevant. Oh, it, I think it is. I think it set the stage for this year. Mm-hmm. I think that's why the defense is the way the the defense is playing, and you know Dylan has been really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, is he is he Caleb Williams great? No, and you know, and they always say generational, you know, player and everything else. But I was just watching that clip, um, Paul Feinbaum and the other dude from YouTube College Sports. What I don't right. know, whatever. And the last ten minutes, they were just they were just going crazy about you know the the dichotomy of last year versus this year for USC mm-hmm. and us and everything else. And you're right. I mean, it's um, what a wild time to yeah. try to keep up with it. Absolutely. It's I mean, I mean, because, because I know a lot of OU fans, I mean, you see it on, you know, everything, social media and all that stuff. I mean, they're watching the USC games and there's a part of me that's even watching and saying, how, how did that happen? Because most likely if Lincoln had stayed, we probably would have gone, 10 and 2, but I would say that we're a better 10 and 2 team this year than under Lincoln Riley is 10 and 2. No, Be- oh, stop. That's for a June conversation, Dave. That's for the hour when you're in studio. Okay? Well, That's we, could, we could do that. We could do that. I mean, the producer's not t- saying anything in my ear right now. <laughs> no, we're holding but, off. That's but, good. That's but think good. about that, right? Yeah, it is. It is a good thing. Hey, before we let yeah. you get out of here, yeah. uh, OEC Fiber, it's been a great addition for my family. You guys are constantly adding more uh, more areas yeah. and obviously helping out great businesses like the crew here at Oklahoma Chiropractic Collective. Yeah, it's been it's been fun. You know, we are we're we started, you know, 6 years ago. We're right around 37,000 customers. We had to do some updates recently on the uh, network. A Sunday night the, at midnight. Yeah. I Sunday lived it. <laughs> I lived it right whenever I was kicking off hour 3 of Fox Sports Radio. But I, but no, here's the yeah, thing. We, you let everyone know. We we let everybody know and we let you know as soon as possible. And we also have had some problems with TV lately because there's a 5G tower out there that's been causing a lot of interference and we we're trying to let people know we got through that. Mm-hmm. We fixed that so we can you know so people can watch the thunder. They seem to be doing pretty good <laughs> type thing. But but yeah, we let you know when we're doing these when we have to do these because um, that, that, that maintenance that we had to do on Sunday night, the guys, the guys came in on, uh, at midnight, worked till 6 a.m. because so many people are on the network. Right. Because we don't do data caps. We don't, you know, stream, we, we don't, uh, you know, limit your bandwidth or any kind of stuff like that. So it's take all you want. It's kind of like a buffet at Golden Corral. Then you come in here and you say, my back hurts. And then it's like, well, why don't you back off the chocolate fountain? <laughs> so just take all you want, and that's what we, and that's where we are, right? We we don't do contracts. We uh, you know it's fifty five dollars for a hundred hundred gig or hundred gigs. We'll get there eventually, America, but not yet. But a hundred meg symmetrical, no data caps. A gig is eighty five dollars symmetrical, no data caps, no contracts. Mm-hmm. We offer phone and TV. We got it all, and uh, we're we're I'm at work today. The network teams at work today. We're working that's on great. some things because 
we know what's happening tomorrow and Friday. Yeah, everyone's going to so be on we're, everything. So we're getting ready for Christmas. <laughs> but, yeah, so like check crazy. it out, oecfiber.com, and come down here and see Ty and Austin, and, and uh, maybe I'll get on the table, show them, see if they can work out something here. There you go. Thanks, David. Appreciate it. Thank you, you man. man. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Yeah, you too, man. Happy Thanksgiving. All right, man. That's be David good. Goodspeed with OEC Fiber. Quick break. Your texts are next in the ref. Hour number two rolls on right here with you. It's the home of Sooner fans. An early happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. Josh and Chris back with you. Hour number two presented by Allison Insurance. That's Allison Insurance. Bob and Robert Allison, they can find the needs to best fit you and your office for insurance. Why is that? Well, it's because they've been doing that for you and your family for over 60 years. 405-745-2968. AllisonInsurance.com. To the text line before we hop to the phone lines, that is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439 is the number to chime in on with us. 580-NAME, intensity. I want to see intensity on Friday. I want to see a ticked-off team that remembers what happened at Fort Worth last year. Give me a mad team on Friday. I want that, too. I think, I think this team always comes out with intensity and fire. I don't ever doubt that. I just don't know if for some reason they've been able to recapture that same edge they had coming out against Texas. Don't know why. Don't know why, but I, I'm with you, Nate. I'm with you, Nate. Want to hit one more before we talk to Mr. Sports? Let's do just that. From Fitty Clint from UConn, <laughs> if y'all had to make a prediction today, what bowl game does OU go to? Who do they play? Um, can I stay overly optimistic for now and say the Cotton Bowl? You may. And who would they see in the Cotton Bowl? Maybe Alabama. Oh, man, that'd be, <laughs> that'd be pretty fun. That's the uh, FoxSports.com projections. The um, But, again, to me, that would require either, A, a Texas loss to Texas Tech, B, a Texas loss in the Big 12 championship game, and, heck, Texas still might get that at large. Well, no, that would be the winner of that game, yeah, and that would go to the Cotton almost, Bowl, right? You almost need Texas to go to the college football playoff, do you not? That's in, in the, or that. That's exactly the other thing. Uh, I'm looking right now at USA Today, and they've got us in the Alamo Bowl against Oregon State. Now, keep in mind, at least from what I've been able to dig up and what I've seen on the Big 12's website, which, I mean, we've, we've seen this change, but the Alamo Bowl would have the first pick of the non-New Year's Day 6-14 playoff bowls. So after the – it sounds like it's going to be the Cotton Bowl where the Big, Twin, uh, Big Ten champ goes because – the Cotton, the Peach, and the Fiesta are all at-large teams versus at-large teams, right? The Rose and Sugar are part of the playoffs this year, and the Orange Bowl is contractually obligated to have the ACC champion and then the are, are the runner-up. Big Twelve, uh, and then not, the Big Ten. Big Twelve's not obligated anywhere as a champion. Well, it's you. It usually would be the Sugar Bowl, right? But because they're in the playoffs, I, I, I got don't, you. Okay. I don't know if that automatically just pushes that to the Cotton Bowl. But it, 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 it's, it's – I think they could go to anyone they want. At least what I'm looking at right now at USA Today indicates that it would. And it's our understanding Oklahoma's 13th, 
last night in the college football playoff mm-hmm. rankings. If they're top 12, that would have them inside right. the cut line as an at-large selection. So, really, regardless of what's going on with Texas, if you're on the right side of that bubble, there's there's a good chance OU's going to get taken somewhere in, in the New Year's Six. And, my under- and, again, my understanding is after the New Year's Six and the 14 playoffs, the Alamo Bowl gets the first choice. They took Oklahoma two years ago. They took Texas last year. They have that first choice again. Uh, Oklahoma dropped a bit last year to what is now the Pop-Tarts Bowl that was the Cheez-It Bowl. But I, I think the Cheez-It Bowl has the second choice, and it has. So those bowls, the brand matters to them. Assuming OU wins, likely New Year's Six or Alamo. Right, that would that would be my guess. Make your plans for San Antonio, unless see you, David. Unless uh, Oklahoma can get into that Cotton Bowl. All right, you want to uh, you want to get Mr. Sports in here? Let's do Let's just do that. All right, more of your text coming up. Top five stories of the day. What's going on, Mr. Sports? Hey fellas, happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, Mr. Your, Sports. I was listening to your OEC guy a while ago, and uh, just a short story quickly. I had a. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I had OEC out, and they put in six more light poles on part of my ranch. And uh, mm-hmm. this dude comes pulling up in a truck, and he's got another guy with him. And he said, yeah, we're here to put your light poles in. And I said, so are you guys going to put them in like in a couple days or something? Cause, and he goes, sir, they'll be in. You'll be lit up tonight. Well, my driveway <laughs> is about an eighth of a mile long. I look <laughs> up, and here comes like five trucks up the driveway. By 1 o'clock in the afternoon, they were wired up and loading up, and they got their eight and put in six light poles. Dang, man. That's working. Pretty impressive. OEC is incredible. Let me tell you, they're incredible. Fellas, I know we're not supposed to talk about last year, but, hey, football realist, okay? If a person cannot see the difference between this team this year and last year's team, they need to, you know, turn on cartoons or something because football is not their thing. Uh I'm I'm incredibly proud of this team, and uh, let's kick that ass on Friday, and we'll go to the Alamo Bowl or go to Big Six. We don't matter. Just lace them up, fellas. Happy Thanksgiving, my favorite radio dudes. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Mr. Sports. Did you notice how Mr. Sports, you know, he drops a word that could be somewhat questionable, and it's it like there was that little hiccup with his phone that almost edited it for him. (laughs) I I heard it pretty clearly, but. Oh, did you? Never mind. <laughs> Maybe that was just my fear. <laughs> but, hey, I'm, uh, I'm here for it. Uh, and a very happy Thanksgiving. By the way, uh, Sean did text on the Super Secret Textoso line, and I think his his clarification is a really good one. Uh, he, he, he hit us up and said, I don't disagree with you on last year to this year. I agree 100%. Still shouldn't have lost to West Virginia or Tech. But I don't think people truly understand we're going to have to eat that crap sandwich with the OSU lost forever, and we're much more talented. Crap sandwich. That's always a funny thing to think about. Yeah. You know what I automatically think of? What do you- I think of the South Park <laughs> choosing between the turd sandwich and the giant. <laughs> yes, and it was uh, a memorable vote. New Year's Six Bowls projection from Yahoo Sports does not include Oklahoma. But their four-team playoff is Michigan, Washington, Georgia, Ohio State. So they basically just went with the four teams from last night. 
But they do – I mean, I don't know why I'm having the hardest time finding – they got SMU going to the Hawaii Bowl. Uh, they've got Oklahoma, as everyone does, in the Alamo Bowl, and their projection has them against Oregon State. The, so a lot of people starting to trend towards that. The SEC, is that the only league that can get two in? Or the Big Ten, Pac-12, do you see paths for those leagues to get two in? Or is everybody is, just one and, and that's it? I, I, I think everyone's one, but someone's getting left out, right? Somebody's getting left out. I mean, it's, it's going to be hard, is it not, to let that human element play into the equation. If Georgia's unbeaten but loses to Alabama in the SEC championship mm-hmm. game, you're telling me they're not going? That's a two-time defending champ. And it's a good game? Let's say... We're all in scenarios now, right? Everyone's the, the game in, is in a di- classic. Yeah. George and Alabama in the SEC title game. Alabama doesn't have any problem with Auburn and Georgia. Who do they have? South Carolina? No, who do they have? Georgia Tech, sorry. And Georgia doesn't have any problem with Georgia Tech. Um, they play in the SEC championship game, and it's a classic. It's a classic, and it's a thriller, and it goes down to the wire, and Alabama beats them. But Florida State stumbles through a win over Florida, and then it, it just it's something gross against Louisville, but still finish undefeated. You know what? What do you do then? Well, you got to put Florida State in because <laughs> they're undefeated, uh, right? They're unbeaten. Yeah. Uh, that's the that's the kind of discussions we could be having. I, I do think the- this is the year where. And a lot can change, right? It t- we've said no chaos, no chaos, no chaos. And a lot can happen in two weeks' time. And yet, I think this is the year where they're going to have some very tough decisions to be made. And, and real quick here before we break, Spence, I agree with you 100%. He said New Year's Six Bowls, one ratings, two. OU sitting in that 10 to 15 range when it uh, shakes out is a pretty good draw to play in any major bowl game. Um, yeah, And again, looking at these, I don't – I don't know off the top of my head if there are still those rules that would – I know the Orange Bowl has its ties, but would the Peach Bowl have to be an SEC team? Would it have to be a Big Ten team? You know, could it be Oklahoma ends up playing there on December 30th? I mean, I don't knew. But it is going to be – I think it's going to be a discussion. I think Oklahoma's going to be in that mix where they could play in a New Year's Day Six Bowl. And I don't think a lot of people are really taking as much of a note of it as they should. They've got one of the best wins in the country this year. Ah, just put them in an SEC have... uh, bowl game after after Black Friday. They are one anyway. So that's true. That's true. Okay, listen. I'm sorry. We we're running. We get into scenarios, which is going to be the show probably all next week. Uh, and I just lose sight of time. So let's get a break. We're at Oklahoma Chiropractic Collective. It's the Plank Show right here on an OEC Fiber Football Wednesday on the Ref. All right, final segment. Oh, dude, I'm in a, I'm in an absolute rabbit hole of bowl projections. I got to stop. I've got to stop. The good news, just... <laughs> good news is it will sort itself out honestly pretty quickly. Yeah, uh, like this week's going to give us a good indication, and then it's sort of hey, what happens in the uh, championship games? Mm. We um we got to get caught up here. We got a little bit behind last hour. 
Uh, we got our top five stories of the day, including uh, everything we need to know from last night's playoff rankings, which saw Washington move up to four, Florida State dropped to five. The top ten teams remained the same. That was the only change in the top ten from week to week. Uh, no update on Dylan Gabriel's availability for Friday, but everything seems to be optimistic. And every time you bring up that it seems to be optimistic, someone there is uh, to shut you down and say, no, there's no way. And, you know, we're just learning a little bit more about TCU on a Wednesday. We got our picks coming up. You know what I just realized, Josh? We got uh, so carried away in the 10 o'clock hour, we really haven't had a chance to dive into some of the things we learned from Coach's Corner this week. We'll slide that in at some point before we get out of here. I love it. Uh, got to. And Joe John was real. Joe, Joe John and Jay Valai were really good. I don't think we understand how thin things have been at cornerback. Uh, Jay Valai said it's the s- second most injury-riddled season he's ever had. And in the other one, they played in a national championship when he was at Alabama. <laughs> so that's just wild. All right, top five stories of the day next.